Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show reveal God in new ways. We look in the mirror of our dogs. In the reflection, we find aha moments, bringing to light a deeper understanding of love, value, purpose, and belonging. Find us at GodInOurDogs.com. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube, where you will find bonus material from our guests. Thanks to our host, Tusculum Brewing Company on Bernie's historic Main Street, a great place to enjoy family, food, and Tusculum craft brew. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs, too. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including... Clearview Bookkeeping, Westward Environmental, Complete Computer Solutions, and Covenant Pest Control. We have four guests today in a theme pack. Shows featuring guests from previous God and Our Dog shows with similar themes and topics. Our guests today in order of appearance are Ross Powell with Canines for Christ, Trenton Teat, founder and owner of Ballroom Baths and Home Design, Dennis Blocker, war dog trainer, handler, and author of The Dogs I've Known in Two Wars, Iraq and Afghanistan, and Dan Roselle, missionary in Panama. Our theme for today, Time's Impact. How does time spent with our dogs, with others, and with God impact us? Our dogs have powerful lessons to teach us. We begin with Ross Powell, a chaplain and the membership director for Canines for Christ. Ross and his dogs spend time with many different types of people in crisis, especially the homeless. Well, the dogs are, again, that's the ministry of presence. They're there, they're letting you love on them, and they're loving on you back. They don't, they're unconditional. They don't ask what your denomination is. They don't ask whether you're, what your, you know, your salvation date is or any of that kind of stuff. They don't have, there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. So they, they just allow you to love on them. And regardless of what you've gone through or what you felt, or what you're going, you know, they will just be there for you and let you love on them, and they'll and they'll do whatever they need to help you to make put the smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that's really interesting what you just said about the ministry of the presence. Um, we hear we need to live in the present moment, and we hear, of course, that God is always present with us. It's it's hard for some people, including myself, to to be present. It's easy to think about what happened before or what's going to happen in the future, but to be right in that moment. And they just listen to you, and they don't, they're not thinking about themselves. 
They don't need to tell. They don't have a pride. They don't have pride. They don't have an ego. They're just there to love on you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we call them dogs because what is dog spelled backwards? Well, of course, right, it's God. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. So there's a there's a method to the madness, right? Yes. So yes. absolutely. So they they don't have an ego. They just let let the, let you love on them, and they don't have judgment. They're just mm-hmm. a free. They just love you regardless. Yeah. So what can we learn about that, about how we can be present with people more effectively? I think if you just sit there and listen and don't try to interject your opinion and don't try to fix it, just let people talk. I mean, I think a lot of times people just want to tell their story mm-hmm. and have people listen to them. And that's one of the things when we're working with the homeless, the thing that they like so much about it is that we see them. They're so marginalized that that population, nobody even sees them as existing. Some people think of them as subhuman you know, they don't have any really benefit to the society. They're a drag. Whereas when we're there with them and the dogs, see, they see them as a, as a they're, they're a creation of God as well. They're built in the image of God as well. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they may be the least of these in his kingdom. But again, what, is, what does the scripture say about that? So we're supposed to be out there helping them and trying to get them back on the feet, but also to love them like anybody else. Right, right. So what can we learn about how God is present with us from, their exa- from the dog's example? I mean, I would... Uh, that's a that's a good question because you would have to be self-reflective on how much of my ego is there. Am I, am I, what am I doing this for? What what is am I always about myself or am I out there serving other people? Or Jesus put a towel around his waist and 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 washed apostles' feet. We should be having the same attitude. But listen to people. Take the time. It's, we're such a busy state. We're looking at our calendars and they're full. We never take time just to be. Yeah, yeah. I always say busy is a four-letter word. Right. You know, just as bad as well, all the other words that you don't want your kids to say. Right, you know? right, right. But it's really hard to not use that word and not think that way and right. use it as an excuse. Right. So how, how, how are we all oh, busy, 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 or I'm tired, or, you know, instead of saying I'm joyful, I, I'm, I'm serving God, or whatever the case may be, that's it's just changing your paradigm in your mind that uh, I'm not too busy for God. I can always slow down and listen to him, mm-hmm. which allows me to listen to other people. Yeah, yeah calm your spirit that's that's so great that presence of god right. seeing that with the dogs right yeah and you and your own presence is showing that the love of god flows through you mm-hmm. by being there and listening and bringing your dog and so you have that dog calms their calms their spirit allows them to talk to you but if they're talking to you and you're not paying attention what does that tell them right right so you listen to them and try to interject when it's necessary when as necessary but you know, you just try to let them tell you their story and then a lot of things will come out. Ministry of Presence is what Ross's dogs offer. Spending time listening and loving other people, especially those overlooked, changes lives. Slowing down and serving others has side benefits for us as well, bringing peace and calm. If you want to hear more of Ross Powell's stories, Go to GodInOurDogs.com forward slash listen, and his show is number 208. Now, let's hear from Trenton Teat. Trenton did not grow up with dogs. It took him years to agree to let his son have a dog. His consent had unexpected benefits for Trenton, too. Well, we wanted our son to have a dog because he's an introvert, Mm -hmm. and he didn't have too many friends. So, and he, he actually asked for a dog. So it took me years to, you know, get a wrap my head around getting a dog because I didn't grow with dogs. So right. I didn't understand the importance of having a dog and a mm-hmm. love for a dog. You know, you see these commercials, you see people going around, you know, the neighborhood walking their dogs. Like, do they really 
like this, you know. <laughs> so I, I never grew up, so I didn't understand. So it took me a long time. I didn't want dogs to be on my furniture. So once I got put that behind me, I said, okay, you know what, let's, let's get him a dog. It'll teach him responsibility. It'll mm-hmm. teach him promptness. It'll teach him to think about other things other than himself. So right. getting him a dog was a, was a great option. So tell us how you found the dog and what the dog's name is. Long story short, I, I went to my wife and I said, honey, you know what, let's get, let's get um, Nicholas a dog. And she said, are you serious? I was like, yeah, let's let's get him a dog, a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Notice I said a dog. I said, yes. let's get him a dog. She was like, okay, great. The next week I come home, I mean, the kids are screaming, hollering, oh, my God, this is awesome. I walked through the door. There's two dogs running around <laughs> my house. Did having the dogs produce desired result yes. for your son? Yes, actually did a lot. Um, he went through a lot as far as us moving to um, Texas because mm-hmm. we were originally from um, Chicago. So when we moved up here, like I said, he didn't have many friends before we moved. And then we moved again, you know, to Texas. And this was a different place, different region, so different school. So by us moving and getting acclimated to having a dog, it taught him character. It taught him how to be prompt. It taught him how to get up in the morning mm-hmm. because he know if, if he didn't get up in the morning, the dog would, you know, go to the bathroom in his bedroom, and he didn't want to smell that. So it only happened one time. So once that happened, he got up every enough. morning, that you know, enough. even 6, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we saw that it built a lot of character within him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really cool. So how how old is DJ at this point? DJ is 13. Well, I'm sorry. DJ is 10 years old. Uh-huh. Yes. Wow. So he's grown up with your son pretty much then, hasn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know we say DJ. I know we focus on DJ right now, right. but Tino had died. Well, yeah, yeah, tell us about Tino. Yeah. Um, how long did Tino live? Um, he lived for he lived for four years. Oh wow. Yeah. And actually that's that's the back end of the story as far as having a dog and the love of, you know, having a dog. I yes. didn't know. I thought like I said, when I saw people walking dogs and I see people in the neighborhood, you know, kissing on their dogs, I thought that was like, ugh, like how could this be possible? But, and when I didn't have dogs, I was like, well, they're going to be eating on my, they're going to be scratching on my furniture. So I bought up all of these, uh, this whole list of why I didn't want a dog. Uh-huh. And then when we got the dog, Tino ate one of my alligator boots. Uh-oh. So this was like, this is why I didn't want a dog, you know, screaming. And I was like, I'll never forgive this dog, you know. But when Tino got sick and we had to, you know, repeatedly take him to the vet, and then he eventually, we had to eventually put him down because he couldn't even hold himself up. Oh, my. And we took him to, uh, we put him in the car. We took him to go get him put down. And when they put the needle in him, you know, and he began to breathe slow and my sons began to cry, you know, I looked over at them and I looked and I was, it was like a family member was dying. Yeah. So at that point, I looked and I was 
I was like, man, I never knew that I would love a dog. I never knew that that love existed. And I finally felt it for the first time. And when I felt it, I immediately forgave him for eating my boots. I never knew that that love existed for a dog. And it's like, it's like you growing up, me growing up without a dog, people growing up without Jesus. But then as he, once you find out that he died for your sins, like DJ died, as soon mm-hmm. as he died, I forgave him for his, you know, for eating my boot. Yeah. And, but once you come into the realization that Jesus died for you and all for your sins, you begin to experience that love that you never knew existed. Trenton's son spent time with his dogs, developing a healthy relationship and learning responsibility. Trenton learned more about God's forgiveness and found a kind of love he never knew existed. If you want to hear more of Trenton Teat's stories, go to godinourdogs.com forward slash listen and his show is number 212. Before hearing from Dennis Blocker and Dan Roselle, I'd like to tell you about our sponsor today. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, Miller's Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, GodInOurDogs.com, including my blog and the sign up for a weekly Thought to Ponder, with stories based on my dogs on the Want a Treat page. You can also listen to those Thoughts to Ponder Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for regular updates and resources. That's GodInOurDogs.com for lots of treats. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including 101 Mobility, Sonora Bank, Robin Saunders Luxury Group, and GBMB Insurance. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. GodAndOurDogs.com This is God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our show is a theme show today about time's impact. We are featuring stories and insights from four of our previous guests. Our guests today, in order of appearance, are Ross Powell with Canines for Christ, Trenton Teat, founder and owner of Ballroom Baths and Home Design. Dennis Blocker, war dog trainer, handler, and author of The Dogs I've Known in Two Wars, Iraq and Afghanistan. And Dan Roselle, missionary in Panama. Before the break, we heard from Ross Powell and Trenton Teat. Our next guest is Dennis Blocker. Serving our dogs' basic needs provides unexpected benefits, growing deeper connections. Grooming is actually a form of bonding with your dog, and you want to have a good bonding relationship with your dog. And in the grooming, you're looking for many different things. You run your hands through the dog's fur, feeling for bumps, lumps, you know, ticks, uh, abrasions, anything that might be foreign to the body and the fur. And then, then you'll also... Check the nose, check the eyes, check the ears, check the, the belly, check the paws, check the nails, and you end up in the anal glands. So you're looking for all these things. And especially if you've got a large German Shepherd or Belgian Malinois who likes to spin and bark in a kennel. A lot of times these dogs, when they're spinning in, in circles, 
they'll hit their tail against the wall. Ooh. So I would always check for blood on the wall. Oh, really? Which would tell me that they broke their tail open. There's oh, a, there's a cut. That's interesting. The grooming is extremely important because it's a medical check to make sure the dog is physically fine to perform its duties. And also it's a bonding period for you and the dog. Mm-hmm. The dogs love it because then you brush the dog out and what you do is you will take your hand and go against the grain, the fur, and all over its body. And you're feeling for bumps and ticks, etc. Then you will smooth it out and go in the other direction with your hand. And then you take your brush and comb and then groom the dog out and get all the fur, you know, all the loose fur out. Because mm-hmm. when you run your fingers up against the grain, against the fur, you're loosening all the dead fur. Yeah, yeah. Getting to know your dog, getting to know a person, getting to know God, it takes a lot of time. And that's what you're doing in the grooming process is you're spending time together. Time's essential, isn't it? Especially uh, not only with your dogs, but with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse that I comes to mind is James chapter 4, verse 8. says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Mm. And in that verse, it made me think about when I'm drawing near to my dog, he's drawing or she's drawing near to me. And my relationship with God, I have to keep in check all the time mm-hmm. that I'm drawing continually close to God and God's drawing closer to me. Mm-hmm. That's so true. What a beautiful picture that is, which kind of leads to another beautiful picture, and that's of play. Um, you talked a lot about the work that goes into training and also the work that the dog does in the war zone. Is there time for play? There's always time. Some handlers were so tired, I'd ask them, have you played with your dog today? Your dog needs to be played with. And that could be throwing a Kong, throwing a ball, a tug rope, something of that nature. And it's important to the dog because all the dog's been doing is searching all day, you know, and then they have shifts where, you know, they may search 20 minutes, 15 minutes, or 30 minutes, and then another dog team comes in. We talked about that in the last show, but you need to find time to play with the dog because I'm sure a dog gets bored. And you can tell when you're working a dog, if your dog is slowing up, doesn't seem interested, then I, as a trainer, tell my handlers, you need to encourage your dog, encourage your dog, you get peppy, you know, get excited. And so I tell them, you know, take your dog, go out to the field, throw a ball, here's a rope, play tug of war with the dog, and make the dog feel excited. Dennis Blocker reminds us of the benefit of drawing closer to God and getting to know Him. Dennis also shows us the importance of play. God doesn't want us to live such tight schedules that we don't have time to relax and contemplate the goodness of God and life itself. Dennis Blocker's show is number 218 on GodInOurDogs.com forward slash listen. Now we hear from Dan Rizel, Pick, and Pandy were dogs from Dan's youth. They spent lots of time together on Dan's morning and afternoon paper routes. Time together develops bonds of friendship and love. I'm thinking how it got worked with God. Uh, It was the time I spent with him. Now, because we had one pick we had before we got Pandy. And uh, he was a little bit, he was kind of the dominant one. Mm -hmm. And he had to trust, like he was like, are you going to treat me the same way once Pick joins our little group? Yeah. Uh, Pandy joins our little group. Are you going to take care mm-hmm. of me? So he had to trust me in my care of him and my reaction and my time spent with him. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it came in, the, the time. 
Uh, well, and two, he had to spend time with both you yeah. and Pandy yes. together. Yes. So the three of you could form a new way of interacting. Yes. And um, isn't that how God is with us? Our habits and our mindsets don't just change overnight. No, no. So how did you notice that develop with them that helps us understand who God is to us? Well, first of all, I, with them, I really had to spend that time with them. And I, uh, as a teenager, I didn't consciously think of that. Mm-hmm. But I, when I saw that Pick, who was the dominant one, would kind of growl a little bit. And, uh-huh. and he'd, I would have to say, hey, come on, you join us. Come on. The three of us are here. We're playing together and play with toys. So it had to change. He had to see that. Mm-hmm. And I think with God, that's time, too, with us. It's more on our side. We have to trust God because we have that by spending more time with him is what makes us have more trust Mm-hmm. Because we can look at somebody and go like, how come their life is better than mine? Right. You know, is God really taking care of me? <laughs> right. Well, and, you know, sometimes it's re- really not the truth. Yes, exactly. Um, I saw a recent Facebook post that was like, uh, the grass is always greener mm. and it showed, you know, black dirt on one side and astroturf on the other <laughs> side, you know. Yes. So part of it is learning how to trust God yes. that it's right for you. Yes. What you know, however he's leading you, uh, however he's adding new people to your circle, just mm-hmm. like Pandy was mm-hmm. added to your circle, going to make your grass green. Yes, I, it's obvious that Pick and Pandy ended up bonding. So that yes. time really did produce mm-hmm. the result. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to put the time in, yes. don't we? Yes. Because sometimes when you're, the, you get, you could have a, read a little devotional or maybe hear one song or go to church and then the rest of your time, God doesn't enter the picture at all. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You have to make that time. Mm-hmm. And once you make that time with God, the results are amazing. It makes you uh, not see it as a burden, but as a right. gift, right? Yes. It is so true because then you go like, wow, I didn't do anything. God did it because like he wants us more than we want him. He just Mm -hmm. wants us. He's always trying to draw us closer to Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it so exciting. And that's, I think looking back at my dogs, I was trying to draw both dogs to me and they're also together, Mm -hmm. but it was a time thing. How does that impact the way trust grows? Well, the way I think, look at it is with trust, it's like you don't have to, it's not putting on a show. You can mm-hmm. be who you are, whatever you are. If you're going through a difficult time, the person you're, could be your spouse, a friend, a child, a relative, a coworker. But when you have that relationship where you can just, you don't have to talk, you know, that you can almost sense it. Mm-hmm. And they, they trust that you're going to tell them or you're going to share with them or they're going to, you're going to have that um, trust in someone that they're going to understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And so that's when you share it. And sometimes I think it helps with a dog, especially a teenager, a teenager who goes through all sorts of things and they can talk to somebody when sometimes they feel they can't talk to others, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be people at school or some of their family members. But when they have a dog, they can just kind of tell them their day. Let me tell you how my day went. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I did with Pick and Pandy. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways that our dogs help us learn that it's important no matter what time it is in your life and what's going on in your life to spend time with God, just oh, being yeah. together. Oh, yeah. I, I can think of situations just this past week and I just said, you know, I just want to talk to you. It's usually at night after my grandson's in bed, my wife's gone to bed. I'm just sitting there thinking like, okay, can I, I want to tell you about what's going on. Is this the way I'm supposed to do this? What am I supposed to do? I'm not unsure. You know, it's just a conversation Mm -hmm. and it's a great time. And it, for me, it's late night. Brothers, it's morning. It depends on who you are, where Mm -hmm. you are. It's not, there's not a program. And that's the fun thing it is. With God, it's, uh, it's just natural. Mm -hmm. He he kind of customizes his, his, our relationship with him to us. More time together leads to more trust with our dogs. Just as the more time we spend with God develops more trust in him. Making time for one another is key to being known for who you are. If you want to hear more from Dan Roselle, go to godandourdogs.com forward slash listen, and his show is number 223. Thank you, Ross Powell, Trenton Teat, Dennis Blocker, and Dan Roselle. Spending time with our dogs, other people, and God can have a huge impact if we make it a priority. Being present with others and just listening builds understanding and trust. Time getting to know one another builds bonds through forgiveness and love. Time together allows us to experience peace and relaxation. So that leads me to a thought to ponder. Yes, P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Experiencing the benefits of time's impact in our life only works if we create space in our life to be with our dogs, with others, and with God. I ponder, do I allow busyness to creep in and steal the time meant for God and for others? How can I work with God to correct the imposition of busyness? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Cibolo Family Medicine, T. David Phillips, CPA, Tusculum Brewing Company, and Cynthia Parsons Commercial Real Estate. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for show bonuses. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs and click follow. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com.